Hooked on the Raffle with MAH, a student-led podcast by the School of Media Arts and Humanities. Tune in for discussions surrounding culture, current affairs, playlists, and much, much more. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of On the Record with MAH. My name is Kate, and today, along with my lovely co-host Etty, we are going to be discussing some of this year's Oscar nominations. The 93rd Academy Awards will be held on the 25th of April at 8pm in the US, which is 1am on a Monday on the 26th in the UK. So without further ado, I'm going to let Etty introduce herself. Hiya, I'm Etty. I'm a final year American Studies and English student. Um, and I'm so happy to be here talking about the Academy Awards. <laughs> when I when I introduced you, I gestured to my left, like you were sat next to me. <laughs> well, really, I am in spirit. I am. <laughs> um, great, great. So today we're going to try and cover sort of the main three categories. I apologise if you're listening and are absolutely fascinated by cinematography, editing, or sounds. We just don't have enough time to discuss every nomination. We we wish we could. So uh, we're going to try and cover Best Actor in a Leading Role, Best Actress in a Leading Role, and of course, Best Film. Uh, so a quick question before we start, Etty, <laughs> get the ball rolling. <laughs> yeah. If you could add another category to the Oscars, what, what would that category be? I would add um, Perfect Chill Movie after um, Essay Stress, specifically University Essay Stress, Final Year University Essay <laughs> Stress, um, Films, I think need to be given awards where awards are due and um, the films I've been watching deserve all the awards because they've saved my poor little brain. (laughs) It's a very specific category you've got there. I I feel like it's really important. I feel like it's important for the whole um, university cohort um, and I think everybody would be really happy if, if that category came into fruition. Oh, definitely, definitely, absolutely. Um, before we start as well, there's a slight disclaimer. Um, a lot of the films we're going to be discussing today um, aren't actually available to watch in the UK or just haven't been released yet. So we can't fully discuss a lot of the films in detail, but those that are available, we can, and we'll let you know the date of when they're set to be released and on which streaming platform. Uh, if they're not released, uh, if they're not to be released in cinemas, uh, we'll be able to explore a couple of reviews as well from sites such as Rotten Tomatoes. I said it, I said tomatoes. I all the way through this, I knew I was gonna say it. Rotten tomatoes. We can keep that in, Patricia. <laughs> um so yeah, the first category is actor in a leading role, and the nominees are no, I can't. It's too cheesy too soon. <laughs> um so the nominees are Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Stephen Yen for Minery. Cool. So Riz Ahmed, for those of you who don't know who he is or just are like me, a bit crappers with names, he was the lead in a film called Four Lions, which if you haven't seen, I really suggest you do. It's filled with a lot of English <laughs> slang, though, which is <laughs> which might be slightly difficult, but it's, it's a good film. Um, but this is his first nomination for an Academy Award, and he is the first... Muslim to be nominated for Best Actor. Um, so in, in Sound of Metal, he plays a, a drummer called Reuben Stone in a heavy rock combo with his onstage and off partner, Lou, played by Olivia Cook. And the story begins with Ahmed's character when he begins to lose his hearing whilst they're on this never-ending tour of America. Uh, Paul Rassi, I think is how you say his name, also stars alongside him and is nominated at 72 for Best Supporting Actor, which I think is great. Um, 
I see. Do you have any information for when this film is uh, to be released? Yep. Um, so this film should be available on Amazon Prime from April 12th. So it's getting close. Um, I will be definitely watching it when it is available. Um, it's interesting because this film has been heavily nominated um, within the Academy Awards and in other award ceremonies. So it's quite an exciting film to be to be waiting for. Um, yeah, I'm no, excited definitely. about it. Um, it's a shame that, like I say, we we weren't able to watch this because I, it's a really interesting story to me. I don't know how you feel about it. Oh, definitely no. No, it's one of those that, you know, you, you sort of weigh it up before the Oscars are released, before they're announced, and you go, okay, will I have to see this film? Yeah. <laughs> like, you wait till after the Oscars and go, okay, thank God I don't have to see it. Or I think this is one of these films where I've gone either way, whatever, if it wins or if it doesn't win, I want to see this film. It looks really interesting. Um, and I think the performances from what I've what I've heard from re reviews um, have been really positive, um, uh, specifically Riz Ahmed's performance. Um, and like you say, he's been brilliant in his previous roles. So that's like a really exciting um, film that I will be most definitely be watching. <laughs> Lovely. Um, our next nominee is Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. We lost him in 2020. If anyone needs another reason to write off that year. Um, but Etty. Yeah, so um, this is based on a play of the same name and it dramatizes um, uh, jazz singer Ma Rainey's um, recording sessions in 1920s Chicago. Um, Chadwick Boseman plays jazz trumpeter um, Levy Green within it. Um, I love this performance. We could watch this because it was on Netflix, which is um, which is brilliant considering half the films we haven't been able to. But um, no, I I really. Um, rated this performance um it was a really interesting film as well um I don't know how you felt about it but because, yeah. no, because it was based on a play and it was all within one building for most of the time it was a really interesting film to watch yeah no it's interesting when you said that when I watched it I was going well this just feels like a play and then right at the end it goes based on a play mm. and I did give myself a pat on the back I mean you sat by yourself watching a film <laughs> exactly <laughs> And you're like, it all, it all suddenly makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and it, it really offers sort of long, I would call them Oscar-worthy monologues. And um, really show off, I think, Bozeman's <laughs> capabilities, you know, as an actor. I 100%. Really that. Yeah. I was so, like, enthralled. Um, because I think sometimes when you have really long monologues in films, they feel really out of place, especially if something is based on a play. But I was, I was completely convinced that this was a film world if that makes sense and that this this felt entirely natural to the character and I think that is the sign of a, a, a really great performance because I was so like it's, it's an incredibly heavy subject matter um for a lot of not to give any spoilers away um but for for this for this play you know some some really harrowing things are sort of discussed and talked about and I was completely enthralled by specifically Chadwick Boseman's performance so I have a, a small criticism of the film are you ready yeah, I'm, I'm ready <laughs> it didn't have enough music yes oh it's a very quiet film for a film about recording sessions 
I needed more blues. I needed more blues yeah. from it. I just wanted to hear it more. You wanted the vibes. <laughs> I did. I wanted the blues vibes. <laughs> um, okay, so our next nominee is uh, Anthony Hopkins in The Father. Now, once again, this film is not available to watch in the UK, but uh, it is in the US. I think of as of the 26th, 26th of March, which has already been and gone, uh, you can stream it on Amazon Prime if you're in the US. It is set to release in the cinemas sometimes later this year in the UK. I've written down again. What have I, I've written down? June eleventh is is that right? Yes, that, that, yes. Is, that is also what I've written down. So surely it must be right. <laughs> this is the mind <laughs> tells <laughs> us that this must be correct. Um, this again. This is a really interesting um, film. It's also based on a play, um, specifically a play written by the writer and director of the film, Florian Zeller. Um, he um, wrote this the film version of um, his own play as well. It's about um, an aging man dealing with dementia and the experience he's going through with his family, specifically his daughter. Um, and Anthony Hopkins plays the, um, the, the main character, the, the man who is going through this. Um, like I say, we haven't been able to watch this, but it looked incredibly interesting. <laughs> it, it does. And Olivia Coleman is nominated alongside him for an Oscar in um, a Best Supporting Actress, um, which is where I'm going to digress for just a second to talk about Best Supporting Actress, although we didn't register we were going to talk <laughs> about it. Um, Glenn Close. Glenn Close. <laughs> Let me talk about Glenn Close for a second. She's nominated for an Oscar in uh, Best Supporting Actress. And uh, she's also nominated for a Razzie, which is, you don't know, is the Golden Raspberry Awards, which is awards given to performances that are bad um, which I think is a bit harsh she's nominated for her performance in Hillbilly Elegy and she's gone 40 years without winning an Oscar that's eight nominations in total which is more than Leonardo DiCaprio when he won his Oscar on his seventh nomination and uh, so many people were so hit up about that but the, we need justice we need justice for get Glenn Close yeah, I don't know if this is the, the nomination. I actually really enjoyed Hillbilly Elegy. It's got a lot of bad reviews from critics. If you look on the uh, I'm Rotten Tomatoes, the score is 26% for critics, but 80-something for the audience. So audience really like it, but critics hate the film. But um, I don't know if it's the right one for her to, to win. She is nominated, mm -hmm. obviously, against uh, Olivia Coleman who has is is one for one she's one nomination one win so <laughs> we I mean I've got my fingers and toes crossed for Glenn Close because I would love to see that that would be the kind of good vibes that I would enjoy after the year we've had um it would be it would be so good to see her win I'm not sure having seen Hillbilly Elegy I mean I like her performance I didn't love the film um not going to lie but again, it's a really, yeah, controversial film. There's huge differences in how people have seen it. So really interesting. Yeah, it's on Netflix as well. So if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, maybe I'll check it out and see what the commotion is about, you can watch it on Netflix. <laughs> for, form an opinion for yourself. <laughs> I don't know if you can have comments on the, the, uh, the podcast. If they can, they can comment. Does anybody comment on these? You could comment. Comment, in, <sighs> comment anyway. Do it. Do it for us. Write in. Write in. <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on we have Gary Oldman in Mank uh, yeah, you can see this in the UK Yay! <laughs> it's available on Netflix and Gary Oldman plays a very real character of Herman J Mankiewicz 
who wrote Citizen Kane. You don't need to have seen Citizen Kane to understand Mank, but I think it helps. You can understand some of the filmic techniques employed in Mank, so like the use of flashbacks. In terms of Oldman's performance, I think he does a nice job of portraying a very brilliant yet regularly drunk Mank. Although sometimes for me, this ventures into slightly sort of um, caricaturist portrayal. Exactly what I was going to say. I found this, it was a very weird experience um, watching this film. It was very, I wasn't sure how to take it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are they being serious? I don't know. It's, it's quite a long film, so you really need to set aside a good portion of your day to... I think about two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for something shorter, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. You do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Honestly, that went so quickly. I, I have to say, I, I watched Mank and um, I didn't know what to expect. It wasn't what I expected, even though I ha had very little expectation. Um, it was not my favourite, I have to say. But again, I, I appreciate the difference compared to a lot of the um, films and characters or, um, that um, have been nominated in um these categories um but yeah it was it was very it was a very odd film to watch for me i don't know yeah it's 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 an interesting one amanda siegfried uh, stars alongside him she's nominated for best supporting actress as well and i think she actually does a really good job although i'm still supporting glenn close <laughs> yeah of course of course we've all got the t-shirts at the ready i know god this is really coming out i didn't realize i had such an obsession fan club uh, coming up <laughs> No. Um, finally, in this category, we have uh, Stephen Young in Minery. Yeah. So this is a uh, semi-autobiographical um, film based partly on the experiences of director Lee Isaac Chung's um, upbringing. Um, so it's about um, South Korean immigrants who moved to America in the 1980s and tried to make a life within um rural America um, this is available from April 9th I think yes this is the one where you have April 9th and I have April 2nd and no one knows who's right April sometime <laughs> you will be able to see this film within two weeks let's just say yeah mark <laughs> April 2nd mark April 2nd and mark April 9th <laughs> you know one of those days <laughs> we, <laughs> neither. we love Google Google um, is really getting us through with all the dates. Yeah, but in terms of uh, Stephen, Stephen Young, so you may know him from his role in The Walking Dead or the 2018 film Burning. This is his first Oscar nomination and he is, I believe, the first Asian American of Korean, Korean descent to be nominated for Best Actor. Obviously, alongside with our first nominee, Riz Ahmed, they are both the first two actors of Asian descent to compete for Best Actor in the same year. Um, have you seen The Walking Dead? Essie, would you would you be will you be seeing uh, Minari? I will most certainly be seeing Minari. I have also seen The Walking Dead, and it, it it sort of almost brings tears to my eyes when I think about um, Stephen Yen in Walking Dead. I um, can't talk about it. <laughs> I I yeah, fully invested in that show, and I am really excited to see Minari. Um, not just because of him and how much I love him, which is a lot. Um, <laughs> But I'm really um, excited about the story that is being told um, in this film. I think it's really relevant to a lot of conversations that are happening 
in America right now with regards to um, Asian American justice and um, the violence and um, racism that happens against Asian Americans. Um, and I think this is a really interesting story that is being told of, of, of an autobiographical um, story as well. Um, so I think it's really, really um, special um, yeah. film to watch, I think. So, but out of out of this sort of category, out of these nominees, then who who is your pick? Who is your prediction as well? I know it's hard given the lack of availability, but you know we're, we're going to try. <laughs> well, I mean, of the ones I've watched, most definitely, I think Chadwick Boseman, and I think also just in general, I think Chadwick Boseman will and should get the um, Oscar. I think his performance was amazing in Ma Rainey's Bat Bottom. The film, I liked the film, but I rated his performance. And I think it's really important perhaps as he's no longer with us, um, I think to respect and I guess award that, that amazing work that he put out there. Yeah. And um, what no, do you I think? Yeah, I'm on the same. I'm on the same page as you. It would be uh, Chadwick Boseman would be my pick, and also my prediction. I was really worried when I because I watched, I saw the nominations before I watched the film. Yeah, and I was worried that it was going to be you know when they do it out of guilt because they haven't rewarded him early enough. Yeah, I was worried it was going to be one of those, and then I saw and I thought, no, this is, it's just an amazing performance that he's yeah. given. So I'm so glad he does deserve it. Please, I have my fingers crossed. For Chadwick yeah. Boseman. Fingers crossed. I really hope so because, again, if you get the chance to watch this, like I say, it's on Netflix, um, and he gives a really um, stirring performance as um, uh, Levy Green. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to best actress in a leading role, and I'm just going to again, I'm going to digress because all I've seemed to have done this lockdown is sit and watch Graham Norton clips, which uh, I probably shouldn't admit on a uni podcast. <laughs> I mean, I work very hard. <laughs> I, I think that balance is important. <laughs> I think, I don't know, but anyway, I ended up watching a clip with the Julie Walters, Michael Fassbender, 50 Cent and Kate Winslet. I think it's my algorithms. You know, when you, you're searching up Oscars all the time, my algorithm brought me to a, this clip of Kate Winslet talking about her Oscar. And in this video, she mentions that she keeps her Oscar in her bathroom so that when she has guests round, they can come and have a play with her Oscar. <laughs> Not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> anyway well, maybe it is <laughs> no. oh god anyway Etty, if you had an oscar where where in your house would you uh, where would you keep it it would most definitely be in my kitchen because i also spend so much time in my kitchen because i spend so much time snacking and i need to stop um but also i'm living alone in lockdown at the moment so it would be a brilliant thing to be able to sort of talk at rather than myself someone to talk to there would be like castaway wilson vibes with going on with this oscar um just someone to just you know chat to it might talk back who knows we don't know um but yeah, it would be in my kitchen yeah you won't know until you've got one whether it taps yeah. back <laughs> well maybe i mean maybe getting out the house though afterwards would maybe be a good idea yeah i think i think this is really important i think this podcast is telling me that i really really should be spending more time outside I was hoping you were going to go for that sort of subtle, subtle sort of craziness where no, you know, 
it's it's full blown now. It's been over a year. I'm sorry. We're <laughs> lockdown three. <laughs> when you never you like put it in your put it in your glass cupboard so that when people come around, it's like, oh God, how did it get in there? But yeah. now that you mention it, yes, that is my Oscar. I did win that. Thank you for asking. I think that's perfect. I think that is the nice sort of transition into an icebreakers for any ho like hosting that you're doing at home. <laughs> but for now, for now, we'll just manage with the the shampoo bottle in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> who need, who needs the Oscar? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so continuing, some of these films we have already covered in the uh, in the previous category, but uh, and some of them aren't available to watch again in the UK, and it's a difficult topic to cover thoroughly. Um, I don't know whether we're doing a good job. Do you think, Essie? For me. I, I I think we're doing a stellar job personally. I think I think we're doing incredibly well. I think yeah, we deserve an Oscar for the way that we are handling this curveball that they have um, thrown us. <laughs> yes, we'll just keep talking ourselves up. Exactly, this is the only way to do it. <laughs> so the nominees are Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrew Day in The United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand in Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. So Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom stars as the blues singer in blues singer Ma Rainey. Um, Essie, what did you think of her performance? Because we've discussed this film already. Yeah, um, I thought her performance was brilliant. I think I have such a high standard now of thinking about Viola Davis in all her roles because she is always, I feel incredibly good in whatever she she is in I don't know maybe I'm just a really massive fan but I I really um again rated her performance I think all the performances within this film were really good um again because this is a play there's a lot of like quiet time so there's a lot of you can't get away with a lot if that makes sense um yeah. so I think there's a, a huge focus on the depth of performance and again it's a really um she's a really interesting character Ma Rainey within this film um because she's not necessarily a lot not to give any spoilers away but she's not necessarily likable in the traditional sense but yeah. Viola Davis brings such humanity to her I don't know yeah no I felt exactly the same way um I think she does this amazing transformation into into the the, you know the mother of, of blues really and yeah. it is you're, you're exactly right it's it's you're sat there going I don't know if I like her <laughs> but and you're, you're kind of not meant to but also yeah. you, you're still rooting for her yeah you're still fascinated by what she's going to do next and yeah it's exactly I, my criticism however about the music still stands <laughs> yeah incredibly more. quiet film more music and more, more blues um Yes, so our next nomination is Andra Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday. And this film, I believe, is available on Sky Cinema with Now TV's Entertainment Pass or on Hulu. And there's a 30 day free trial with Hulu, just in case. Uh, the film takes its name from the infamous uh, trial that landed Billie Holiday being sentenced with possession of narcotics in 1947. And Diana Ross has previously played Billie Holiday in the 1972 film Lady Sings the Blues, which was based on Holiday's autobiography. I can't really say a lot more on the film as I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, I, it, again, this is a really interesting one because um, it hasn't got overwhelmingly positive reviews, which is very interesting I, I, from what I, I gather. Um, 
real mixed bag I think in terms of like how people have received this film um again I, I can't really say whether you know what side I fall on but um yeah I'd, I'd be really interested to watch this film and um and kind of see see how I I I sort of view it um it's a really interesting story certainly for me anyway yeah, she's, I mean, she's got, you know, Andrew Day's got some, you know, shoes to fill, you know, you're going into Diana Ross has played this yeah. part. <laughs> I would not, yeah. <laughs> Insane. No. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yes, it, it, it is it's interesting that it, it scores really poorly with critics, but really high with the audience. But we, we've seen that, you know, throughout history. I mean, it just happens again and again and again. So I'm really interested to sit down and watch it. I feel bad because I usually like to go into a film completely blank. So that I don't, I'm not, I don't have anything else. Yeah, you're not kind of thinking, well, people have said this is bad or this is good. <laughs> yeah, so this is ruining it slightly. But um, I do plan to watch it. I do plan to watch this film, for sure. Uh, yeah, very interesting, I think, especially like a biographical um, film. I, I will definitely be watching it too. But moving on to a film that we could watch, this yeah. is Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, which is another film available on Netflix but before because we've discussed Netflix quite a bit because that's the only place really you can watch a lot of these films did you know Essie that underneath each film in Netflix they give you three words that they think best sums up that film oh really <laughs> they, it's, I don't know why I noticed it the other day and I thought well this is a game and um, now you keep seeing them <laughs> I, I do I do all the time um, they overuse the word though swoon worthy which I've never really no one has ever said swoon worthy to me before no, it's not a word that I have ever personally used to be honest I, I mean maybe it's because I've never been in such a swoon worthy situation I don't know I know from now on you must use swoon worthy <laughs> but I, in all my essays I promise in all my final <laughs> essays that dissertation <laughs> yeah that'll get you the first be, for sure yeah, this is, if, if this doesn't I will be incredibly disappointed <laughs> <laughs> just for instance Pride and Prejudice okay the film that you can see not the TV series the film um, Bridget Jones and Bridgerton are all labelled as swoon worthy now have you ever seen have you ever seen the film Notting Hill I have yes I have okay so what three words do you think Netflix believes sums up Notting Hill I like romantic I don't know um, romantic oh what else um maybe funny I guess and um think of that think of that word you're using in your essay oh swoon worthy <laughs> why <laughs> but why it, the three words it says are romantic you got that one this is too oh, yes romantic swoon worthy but also charming missing charming there oh god oh it's it's because it's got Hugh Grant in it isn't it so that was no yeah I I guess maybe charming a swoon worthy is not the word that I would have used to be honest <laughs> but maybe <laughs> that's just me you've got to use it for everything now well that was so worthy I will be I'm gonna like bring it into like sort of uh, a more up-to-date I'll be using it on Twitter all the time now um <laughs> just yeah it's going to be in my main vocabulary now I will be using it for everything good, good luck glad. to all my friends <laughs> I'm glad but continuing on 
um, to Pieces of a Woman, which is, by the way, it's, it's just a difficult film to watch. So I would suggest lining up um, a swoon-worthy classic. Yes, um, please do. <laughs> this is an incredibly hard film. This is, um, yeah, this is about a, gr a grieving mother who um, loses her newborn baby um, during an incredibly difficult um, home birth and deals with her experience of grief and um, her family's experience um, of grief as well. It's, it's an incredibly hard film to watch, I found anyway. Yeah, it's quite um, in your in your face as well about <laughs> it doesn't really hold anything back. Uh, particularly the birth is 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 really quite uh, shocking to watch, I think, and it is quite traumatic even as the viewer. Yes. I did feel un uncomfortable, and then you have to watch the rest of the film of her dealing with it. So it's it's not something to sit down lightly on. I wouldn't think Saturday mm -hmm. evening. I'm feeling good let's sit down and watch this I think you really need to sit down and sort of have a be ready be ready yeah. to expect I was not ready for this film <laughs> I have to say I didn't really know what I was getting into when I watched it and like you say there's a they do very well at um being very um full frontal with the trauma um that her character goes through and um and you kind of almost feel like you're sort of getting over that in your head because it's such a shock within the film um as she goes through this grieving process as well um which i suppose is a, is a good sign for the film the film is doing um wonders with dealing with that like trauma and the unimaginable pain that she kind of goes through um but yeah it's 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 not a happy saturday night film no i would say maybe if you're thinking okay i'm going to try and take this lightly maybe try and look at the, the uses of red the use of red as a motif throughout the film and just try and maybe count out the numbers of, of different objects bits of yeah. red that you see that are red just to, just to try and maybe take away slightly if you get too engrossed I think you have to sort of take yourself out of it for just a second yeah. it's a difficult difficult film incredibly yeah. good performance though from Vanessa Kirby in my opinion I I really um I thought it was again a really emotional performance um and she did really well with sort of showing the different sides to the kind of grief that that someone might go through when having had this incredibly traumatic experience yeah yeah I completely agree I completely agree but we're gonna have to move on to our next nominee which is Francis McDormand in Nomadland. Now this film is available to stream on Hulu or conversely you can wait till it's released on Disney Plus on the 30th of April. I did read one review because obviously I haven't seen it yet. I am waiting for, for Disney Plus to have it because we do have that. I lose track of how many streaming services I have which is a sort of nan thing to say but you know I'm getting there. I do the same. I, I wouldn't worry. <laughs> I read I read one review where it said that sometimes Nomadland looks like a very, very sweet and positive version of Mad Max, which I thought was just an odd thing to come out <laughs> with. Um, but what 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 have you what do you think, Essie? I, I think this um looks like an incredibly interesting film. This is um about a widowed woman who leaves her hometown um to be houseless and travel. The US. This is um, directed by Chloe Zhao, um, which is a, extremely exciting um, as a female director um, being um, nominated as well. Um, 
but again this film look, looks incredibly interesting this is I, I was saying um that it gives me very much wild vibes that that film that um Reese Witherspoon yes was nominated for um in the Academy Awards maybe two or three no longer a few years ago um but it it seems a very feel-good film from what I can gather in a in a weird way um it seems like it would be quite an uplifting film a really interesting film um to watch so what did you think obviously yeah. Obviously, okay. <laughs> from <laughs> the sort of synopsis that you can read from, and you want to when you read these reviews, you don't want to go too far down unless it you know gives too much away. Yeah. Um. So I, I, considering the amount of Oscars, it's sort of sweeping up, and then I've watched a couple of people's reviews, but trying to stay out of it completely, so I don't, I don't fully understand the story because again, this clean sheet business that I like to go in yeah. into a film with, I. Do think it's going to be so interesting, particularly for the depicting the Great Recession as well, and the the journey through the American West. I think is, is something that I don't really know about, so I'm really actually looking forward to it. I will be watching it when it gets when it gets released on Disney Plus. Whether or not it wins the Oscars, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to be watching this film. Yeah, I I will definitely too. I think um, that kind of rural America um, look perspective um is a really interesting one as an American studies student as well um <laughs> I yeah, should really like it it's my um it's my duty um but no I will definitely be watching this as well um when when we when it's on Disney Plus <laughs> yeah finally in our final um our final actress in this category is Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman now this film came out in the US in December but as of yet I have it down as not having a UK release date. Don't know if that's changed. Have you got a different... And I still have... Yeah, I have that. I could not... Even as much as I wanted to find a UK release date, I couldn't find one. So it looks as if they haven't got one yet or haven't announced it. Um, but I will be looking out for when they do. Yeah, because this is a very interesting film written and directed by Emerald Fennell, who, by the way, plays Camille, Camilla Parker Bowles in The Crown. And she was the showrunner for the second series of Killing Eve. And she's also nominated against Chloe Zhao for Best Director, which is great. Two women in that category. Yeah. Uh, yeah I know. But um, Etty, do you want to go into the brief synopsis of, of the film, what we can find, of course? From what I found, it, the synopsis that I found um, is um, that it's about a woman who seeks revenge for the... Um, rape of her friend from what I can gather from the um, adverts I watched of it and um, kind of re reviews it's a black comedy thriller so it takes a very interesting look at um, quite a harrowing um, story um, it looks funny to be honest with you uh, Carrie Mulligan looks incredibly looks to be incredibly funny within this role uh, from what I've seen I'm interested to see what is that especially because when I think about um Killing Eve yeah <laughs> you know what I mean I, I think it's I, that is what I'm imagining it to be but in sort of like film form that kind of comedy that really dark comedy that you're like oh my god this is gonna happen but it, also this is amazing yeah, and a, a young, attractive, blonde actress as yeah. the lead. 
yeah, and, and playing all these different characters. I mean, in um, in the from what I've seen, she goes into clubs and sort of plays like the drunk girl, um, and picks up different guys who kind of prey on her. And what she does after that is, I guess, we'll have to watch the film to find out. But it's um, it's a very interesting um, story, narrative. Um, uh, not something that I've seen in a film before. Yeah, it would be more sort of, as you say, it's it's sort of more reminiscent of a TV series such as yeah. Killing Eve that you expect to see that. But no, I'm I'm looking forward to this film. I hope it's as good as. The, uh, what the trailer suggests and the interviews that I've seen of of them selling it over in America, I really I want that UK release date. <laughs> Give it to us, please. <laughs> um, so, who was your pick, Vanetti? Pick slash prediction for this for this category. See, this one was hard again because you know there are lots of films here that I want to see that I never see, um, but in terms of the ones that I have seen. Um, my pick would be Vanessa Kirby. I thought her performance was amazing in Pieces of a Woman. Um, actually, whether she she gets the Academy Award, I'm not sure. For some reason, I think, even though I haven't seen this film, I feel like it's going to be um, Frances McDormand. Um, she's obviously won an Academy Award before, um, and she is a brilliant actress. I'm really interested with the plot of Nomadland, so I'll be interested to watch it, but I just have a feeling that that might be her year. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I was wondering, my, I don't know, my pick, whether it be uh, Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but I do think that my prediction would be Frances McDormand in Nomadland. I do think that she's she's going to win this one. But again, who, who can say? We have not seen all of them. <laughs> there, will be, there will also be curveballs, I'm sure. You've got to forgive us for not being able to see them. We're, we're doing our best with, with, with what we've got. <laughs> and last, but by no means least, we have Best Picture. And the nominees are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal and The Trial of the Chicago 7. So we've covered a lot of these films already, but the only two we haven't covered are Judas and the Black Messiah um, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. So Judas and the Black Messiah, just quickly, is currently available to rent on Amazon Prime for the mere price of $15.99. Mm -hmm. um, whereas The Trial of the Chicago 7 is on Netflix. So we, we have seen that, we, we can watch yeah. that, which is great. I um I really like Trial of the Chicago Seven. I have to say, um, it was it was one of my favourite films that I that I watched um, of all the Academy Award nominee films that I was able to watch. I really enjoyed this film. It was the film that was like easiest to get through, maybe because a lot of them have been quite difficult. Um, even though again, it was about a really serious subject. It was quite an ensemble film, so there were so many different characters to kind of watch and get to know and um it it's biographical it's about a real trial um that happened and uh, yeah i i found this a really interesting film i i actually really loved it and also it was free on netflix so <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah. I, I actually watched this one so all the other films I watched by myself like a like a little loner but this one <laughs> i persuaded my mum to sit with me uh, and watch and i genuinely thought for the first bit she was going to 
she was going to walk out she sort of looked at me like this is getting this is a bit slow mm-hmm. um, and I was like no stay you've got to stay and she was by the end of it really really interested it's tough to see the treatment of some people to to yes. to watch um particularly the treatment of uh, black americans in that film it's just harrowing and it's it's and it's i think really difficult incredibly i think after this year um this past year it, it felt a very um relevant film to be watching um just in terms of uh, of of things that are happening now um within america and globally i would definitely recommend this film i found it incredibly engaging i found it um even though it dealt with difficult subjects it was um easy to watch in the sense that i wanted to know what was going to happen next um but no i really really enjoyed this um and also sasha baron cohen um is nominated for best supporting actor um for his role within this so that's um i think yeah. I think he was very good. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was different, obviously, because um, it, uh, also, you know, going for Oscars, we've got you know Borat. The subsequent yeah. movie film is up on the list. I can't remember. I think uh, uh, is it is it nominated? Is it it's nominated for for several Oscars actually, which is is surprising. Not as surprising, yeah. however, as the Eurovision film being In- nominated. Yeah, <laughs> for best song, which is. I can't, but you I know. mean, I'm happy for them, you know. <laughs> well done, but it's, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, what what's also interesting is um how many of the uh, best film nominees have um been nominated in different categories. So, um, if I just run through them. The Father's been nominated um for six Academy Awards. Judas and the Black Messiah has been nominated for six six um mank has been nominated for 10 um minery has been nominated for six nomadland has been nominated for six promising young woman has been nominated for five sound of metal has been nominated for six and the trial of the chicago seven has been nominated for six so i think it's really interesting that mank has so many that is a sweeping sort of 10 10 nominations for mank is is incredible I wonder whether it's a bad omen, though, for them. You know, if you go into something being so confident because you've got so many nominations, um, will they come through? It will be really interesting to see. Yeah, it will. I was, I'm really, uh, I'm hoping, particularly in the category of uh, uh, actor in a leading role, I'm really hoping that Chadwick Boseman does like, get that. But obviously Gary Oldman is there for his portrayal of uh, Mank. So it's really up in the air but of the ones that I've seen I haven't really chosen Mank to be my winner so what what would your what would your pick what would your prediction be pick and prediction for for best picture my pick I think just personally I liked the trial of the Chicago 7 most um again like I say I found it most engaging but again we've only been able to see a few of these best film films so um but for who I think is actually going to win, I and kind of who I hope will win um, is uh, Minari. I I'm really interested to watch that when I can. I think it would be. Um, I I just think it. I I think it should win. I don't know. What about you? 
I just think it should win, but I have not seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I have a very strong opinion that it should win the Oscar. <laughs> um, I, I think, again, I just want to, you know, when you just want to see all these, these films, I have a feeling, I, want, I think I want Nomadland to win from what I've seen of it. I think I want Nomadland to win. I have, I don't know. I just have this feeling in my, that, that Mank might win it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's looking promising for Mank. 10 nominations is a lot of nominations. Um, and it's, it's perhaps the most, I, I was going to say unique, but um, it, it's definitely different to the rest. Um, if I mean, people can watch on Netflix and I guess see what what we mean. Um, again, it wasn't my favourite, but I, I do agree. I do think that it is in well within a chance of winning. Um, whether I'll be happy with that or not, based on my opinion, based on the adverts I've watched for most of these, that is what my <laughs> Academy Award predictions are based upon. Um, yeah. And I hope everyone's OK with that because <laughs> you're such a film snob, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just within the two minutes that I just knew that it was going to win. Yeah, that was just a top film. Thank you for listening to this episode of On the Record with MAH. Just a reminder, the 93rd Academy Awards will be held on the 25th of April at 8pm in the US, which is 1am on the 26th in the UK. I would like to say thanks to our producer, Karis, who's smiling at me, <laughs> our editor, Patricia, and of course, my co-host, Etty. If you've enjoyed this podcast, have an idea that you'd love to discuss and want to get involved, please email onTheRecordMAH at gmail.com. This has been an MAH production.